The holiday season is in full swing. As you plan time with family and friends, there might be someone you can't be with, but who's close to your heart? Show them how much you're thinking of them with one-of-a-kind flowers and gifts from 1-800-Flowers.com. From blooms and bites to festive decor and party essentials, 1-800-Flowers.com has everything you need to express and connect for the holidays, birthdays, or every day. Shop 1-800-Flowers.com slash stream today. Being gifty, my calendar can be a chaotic place. Three birthdays and my anniversary all in the next month. That's why I use Celebrations Passport from the 1-800-Flowers family of brands. Celebrations Passport gives me free shipping on thousands of amazing gifts. And the more gifts I give, the more perks and rewards I earn. Giving is easy with Celebrations Passport. Learn more at 1-800-Flowers.com stream. That's 1-800-Flowers.com stream. The following is a rebroadcast of a segment on Talkback with Chuck Wilder, broadcast from Hollywood Hills, California, and syndicated nationally on the CRN Digital Talk Radio Network. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder here, and uh, we'll be going to uh, Frank Sofato in just a little bit here. Here's another news item, uh, interesting, uh, came out a day or so ago. Bloomhouse and Universal's The Hunt. You remember that movie? Remember everybody was raising hell about it? Oh, my goodness, uh, the uh, Democrats are killing the Republicans. Remember all that? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, the Hunt is uh, going to be released next month. March 13th, okay? So we'll see what happens. I know they backed down and decided not to do it. And uh, uh, I, if only I had an expert on movies. Let's see. Oh, let's see if this is a really long intro for this guy, all right? Because, and we'll be listening to see if he has anything to do with movies. My guest is Frank Savato, managing partner, TRR Consulting Group, LLC, Organization and Media Strategies Group. He's the host of the Underground Podcast. It's heard on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are heard. Writings have been recognized by the U.S. House International Relations Committee and the Japan Center for Conflict Prevention. His analysis has been published by the American Enterprise Institute, Washington Times, Accuracy and Media. Uh, he's nationally syndicated. He appears on the O'Reilly Factor on Fox News Channel, author of six books. That's right examining international and external threats facing our country. And he's been heard twice daily on the Captain America Third Watch radio program, nationally syndicated by Salem Broadcasting Network and uh, Genesis Communication Affiliate Station. I don't know how he has time for this. Anyway, remember this uh, website here, undergroundusa.com. Hey, Frank, how are you? I, I heard nothing there about a movie critic, all right? Uh, no, I've, I've never I've never been a Siskel or an Ebert, but I, I did grow up in Chicago, so it's you know. Yeah, true. Well, if you grew up in Chicago, I guess you're an automatically crime expert, uh, Dodger, so you automatically learn know how to 
dodge bullets so you could come to L.A. and become well, a doctor, yeah, right? Yeah, you, you have to be agile enough to make it on the streets up there. I, and in my, in my advanced age, I don't know how agile I would be, but that's probably why I'm done south now. So. You do remember that movie. Remember when it was coming out and everybody was complaining about it and saying, oh, my God, you know, it's like open warfare on, on uh, Republicans. And it's where people, I guess, pay a fee and they go out and they hunt hunt Republicans. But now they're saying, uh, don't believe what you see people jump to the gun don't judge a movie without seeing it. it might be completely different that's what they're saying now because i guess they want everybody to go i don't know <laughs> well the the trailers when they came out were were pretty suggestive yeah really. you know and and when you're looking at a, a country that's politically divided as we are today it, it would cater to one ideological set over the other i don't i don't believe in in supercharging a divided and caustic atmosphere by saying hey wouldn't it be a better world if we could just go out and hunt our opponents yeah you know as as close as i want to get to that was uh was hunger games because i i believe we're we're kind of living in that kind of an era now where you've got the elites against everybody else um but dividing (laughs) people up by political party to to go get a hunting license that's a little bit more intense and it, it seems to me, you know, but I'm just a young puppy, that uh, hostilities, when it comes to their side and our side, have, have are higher than they've ever been. I mean, wow, unbelievable. You know, when you've got when you've got uh, people saying something had to be done, and they're running their vehicles into into tents where people voting, were being yeah. signed up to to vote. Yeah, I'd say there's a little bit of a problem there. It's gotten so bad that it it's like. If Trump sneezed and didn't cover his mouth, then, you know, Pelosi would automatically, you know, be getting her uh, wonderful followers together. We're going to impeach him because he's trying to spread a disease. Yeah, that's where the coronavirus comes from. Uh, It could come from Corona beer. Did you hear about that? I mean, they had so many hits on Google about Corona beer. Is it still safe to drink? Oh wow! I would, I, yeah, I would. I wouldn't be happy if I were the were the was the parent company of Corona <laughs> really. beverages at all. But, Apparently, uh, they didn't you know, hang that, around for the rest of the story. You know? <laughs> yeah, that, you know that said, this is why we got to in in today's age of immediate information on the internet. You've got to do your due diligence to find out what's truth and what's not. Uh, we're we're becoming a little lazy when it when it yeah. comes to actually finding out the facts. If there's a sensationalistic headline, well, speaking and, and, yeah, mm-hmm. that's speaking on, of that, the, that's on us. Yeah, speaking of the facts, Frank. Uh, the fact is that we've come up on our bottom of the hour break already, and the fact is that sometimes you get these little people uh, like uh, Cortez. You know, she doesn't want to be called Cortez. She says use the whole whole name. So I just say Aho Cortez. And you've got an interesting problem, uh, an interesting take on her, and we're going to talk about it. it. It involves white people, racism, and everything from A to Z. Frank Savato, UndergroundUSA.com. We're going to be right back. Everybody's talking at me. Chuck Wilder, CRN, with my guest Frank Savato. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, interesting beginning here in this uh, column that you wrote. Uh, quote from Frank, I always find it eyebrowsing, raising, if not comical, how progressives arrive late to the party and then try to dictate how the party should be run. And one of your most recent examples is the little cocktail bar lady that all of a sudden popped up, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I like the way you're referring to her, A.O. <clears throat> A.O. Cartes. That's uh, that when I, you look at it, it, it's got an alternative meaning. I love. Well, you it. saw where where she said, you know, they're not giving me respect when they just say Cortez. You know, you I know demand what? Re- the full name. Yeah, mm-hmm. respect is earned, and she hasn't earned it, Jack. <laughs> so she'll be Aoc until she's removed from office, which I think is going to happen next time around. She's got some yeah. some potent challengers coming up, so I think her. 15 minutes of unwarranted fame is just about over. You want, I'll tell you something. I'm going to go a lot further than that, okay, Frank? This might shock you. And it, and believe me, it's not even uh, a thing that possibly never, never, never would happen. But let's say Sanders wins the nomination, <laughs> right? And, you know, he and her, they're really good buddies. What if he said she's going to be my vice president? I, I would love it. It would be fantastic. Yeah, you know, you know how you know how everybody giggles a little bit with the faux pas that uh, that Joe Biden makes on the campaign trail. This mm-hmm. would be the gift that keeps on giving to whoever's oh, running yeah. against yeah. her. So yeah, I think I think a Bernie and Aoc ticket is just just what the doctor ordered when it comes for November. Maybe he could uh, get Butter Giggs, not Butter Gig himself, but Butter Gig's man wife. Yeah, I did. So, but 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 gig, you know, it's, he's got a whole other set of problems there. Oh wow! So. It's almost like it's a comedy that no one would ever, you know, publish. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that the other that the Democrats looked at the Republicans the last time around with 20 people on a stage and were saying the same thing with some of the people oh, that yeah, were on yeah. there. Yeah, this is this is where the uh, the party leadership has has kind of failed both parties in dramatic fashion. Yeah. You need to whittle people down before you get on the main stage for running for president of the United States. And twenty people saying that they want to debate at the same time doesn't work. And then they had that orange man, you know, the Republicans making all that good sense. You know, he's not even a politician. He's not going to win. Whoops. Sorry. Yeah, we, 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 we can't have that. That's, that's, yeah, really. that's, too much, that's too much like Adams, Jefferson, and Washington. <laughs> well, so what's she doing now? She's uh, trying to lecture white people on racism, you say? Boy, she didn't. She didn't even bother to do it. <clears throat> she brought in her her boy toy, this Riley Roberts, who is uh-huh. is about as metrosexual as they come, uh, to lecture white people about racism. And I'm, the, the quote that I pulled out of this this clip, and you can find it on YouTube. You can find it if you search him on Twitter. Is quote I think a lot of people they don't want to be racist. They don't think that they're racist, but they also don't know some of the things they believe or say can be racist. And and it's all predicated on their definition of racism. Yeah. You, you know, he, he went on to say it's not that you're racist, it's just that you're thinking wrong. Yeah. Well, you're who's, not... <laughs> who's, the ar- who's the arbiter of, of, of what's right and wrong when it comes to a, to a, so, a socially engineered ideological topic? Yeah, it's, it's. It, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, you could say uh, the garage door is open too wide. All right, uh-oh, too wide. Now, you're uh, discriminating against fat people. What? You know, the yeah. same thing applies with racists, right? Anything that might even point to that direction, whether it means it or not, or you're just using it for uh, making uh, part of your statement. Uh, they, it, it, But it shows you, Frank, how desperate they are, right? To try to make uh, what is it a mountain out of a molehill? 
Well, they've been trying for a very long, you know, it's starting to lose its potency because right? everything is racist. If you're mm-hmm. pro- if you're progressive, everything is racist. If you're if you're a Caucasian, you being born, you're born with this original sin of of yeah. being a racist coming out of the womb. And and that's not what the civil rights movement was about. And I, I believe, Chuck, <clears throat> pardon me, you and I have been, we lived through this. Okay, this, this yeah. generation today, the AX generation, has no idea what true racism was back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. That, that they have no idea what the civil rights movement was all about or the pain this country went through into examining how they felt about race. They're using it as this, this social engineering dog whistle to gin up a base based on on a victimhood mentality. They don't remember lynchings. They don't remember the marches in Selma. They they read about it. They'll look at a YouTube clip of it and think they get it, Mm -hmm. but they don't. You know, they they don't understand the fear that was happening in the inner cities. They don't understand the divide. And, you know, Frank, uh, uh, very obviously, if you ever watch these man-on-the-street interviews, uh, where they'll, especially when they go to colleges, and, like, 80 to 90% of those college students think that the Republicans are the ones that started the K, uh, KKK, you know? And and who free, and who who was trying to free the slaves? Uh, wow, it must have been Kennedy. What? Never mind. They, they, they don't they don't even understand that Martin Luther King fell to the, the center right of the aisle. He was he was not a, he was not a Democrat. You know, the the Southern mm-hmm. Democrats were were the people who birthed the Ku Klux Klan. When you look at people like George Wallace before his epiphany, or Lester Maddox, or Bull Connor, all of these people, these were the people that tried to keep it alive. You know, you had Southern Democrat governors saying segregation yesterday, segregation today is segregation forever. You know, it was people with a conservative ideology going all the way back to the days of Lincoln and Adams going all the way back to Adams, because this was a big problem when they were trying to figure out how to cobble together the, the Constitution of the United States. The debate of, on slavery and racism was happening then. You know, So these people like AOC who are saying, because you were born white, you have original sin of, of being a racist embedded in you, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, and just the, the fact that he uses, uh, if, if your skin is white, right? You know, uh, Martin Luther King, remember, and you have it here, do not judge someone by the color of their skin. You judge them by their character, I think was the the rest of it, right? Content of their character, yeah. Mm -hmm. The the I Have a Dream speech, probably one of the most famous speeches of all time when it comes to this this issue. And and people like Ayak who want to scream racism all the time, Continue to do what Martin Luther King said was an evil, judging people by the color of their skin without understanding the content of their character. And that tells me a lot about them. People who just walk around screaming racist and racism Mm -hmm. all the time because of their personal definition of what racism is, have no respect for history, don't understand history, don't understand the pain the country went back through, especially in the 50s and the 60s, even going into the 70s. 
they're ignorant of the history that that we have executed here in the United States to get beyond defining people by the color of their skin. And quite frankly, before Barack Obama was in office, we may not have been perfect, and we and we may not have been arriving to where we need to be, but we had made great headway. Mm-hmm. Children in school were not seeing the color of another child's skin. They were looking at them as, as classmates, neighbors, people in their neighborhood. Everybody was starting to homogenize and get along until we had a divisive political ideology reached the pinnacle of power in Washington who needed to thump, thump, thump that we're a racist nation. Mm-hmm. Let's have a beer summit on it. You know what I was just getting ready to say, and it all started with Obama when he had a chance to have his beer summit. You know, yeah. we got, we got then, a man of color trying to enter his own house, but he was drunk, okay, and he didn't have the key or the key wouldn't fit or whatever. And two police officers said, uh, you know, I'm going to protect this house. And you know what they were doing? They were actually protecting a house that was owned by a man of color, okay? But the man of color was on the porch, and they didn't know he was the one that owned the house. But then all of a sudden, Obama sticks his nose into it, you know. If there there would have been a Caucasian man doing the same thing, I would have hoped the officers would have walked up and done the exact same thing. Absolutely, you know. And... Check the guy's ID, and it would have been all over. But no, Obama had to get in there, you know, and uh, and start the beer summit. I mean, and, and then and then add into the mix, you've got Eric Holder, who is standing in front of microphones as the Attorney General of the United States of America, screaming that we're a racist nation. You know, where where of... <laughs> where is the the let's let's work to become one people thing? It wasn't there for eight years, so we've been delivered. To a, to a time that's almost pre-civil rights movement because of people who wanted to thump racism for political mm-hmm. opportunism. You know, I was just thinking about that beer summit. Maybe that, you know, that lady running uh, for president, that the wannabe Indian, you can't say, you know. <laughs> maybe that's where she got that whole beer thing from, trying to bring you her know. level up to Obama. You know, what could what could only when you could chameleon into whatever heritage you want, she could she could go back to being a, a tapest monk brewer from Belgium. So who knows? <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, this whole what's happening in the last four or five years. I mean, yeah, you know, you are living in a time that people are going to remember. Uh, but this whole thing about racism, you know. Uh, and if it's not the whites are guilty about uh, if someone is black or the whites are guilty if someone's Muslim, you know, whatever. You know, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's basically we're wrong, okay? Uh, and sometimes... <laughs> we, yeah. we should always remember that in order for nefarious people to, to acquire power and status to, to promote influence, they need to divide us as a people. Mm-hmm. Whether it's by color, whether it's by, by sex, whether it's by religion, whether it's by economic demographic, they need to divide us and keep us divided so they can agitate in order to amass a larger number of people in order to get that vote so, we, so they can have a bigger total at the end and keep that power. We've got more in common 
as human beings and Americans than we do indifference. And it's time the people start calling the politicians out for their divide-and-conquer, scorched-earth type of politics that they're executing today in trying to constantly keep the people divided. They're the ones who are dividing them. And I'm going to say it's good. people on both sides are guilty of this. Politicians try to divide us in order to maintain mm-hmm. their power, and it's time we call them on their BS. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, it's it's interesting uh, in in your bio and and the intro I give on uh, of you whenever you're on. You know, six books, all right, that you've written, maybe more by now. Internal external threats facing our country. And I remember when you and I, because I brought up the the, the word Muslim a while ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I was doing some research, and uh, and it was interesting uh, uh, about uh, the Muslims whenever they move into certain countries. And uh, in Denmark, 450% more crimes were committed by Muslims than non-Muslims. And I get to this, and where's the U.S.? Let me find that real quick. Uh, United States, 91.4% are on food stamps, 68.3% on cash welfare, uh, and the Muslim migration has doubled in the decade. And the reason I bring it up is because if you, you know, if you follow the Quran then that means if you don't follow their religion, then you should be dead, right? So yeah, it's, it's a, a thin line of racism or, or protecting your rear end. That's what I'm getting to right there. Well, you're not far off when you talk to someone who is devout in the Islamic faith, when there's yeah. someone who is a true Islamist, they have been taught since birth, and their holy their, their holy texts say this: they are above everybody else. Yeah, and there's so only they, three, three yeah. ways that people could exist who aren't Islam in an Islamic world, and they're supposed to achieve an Islamic global caliphate. It's it's just written in their stuff, so you you need yeah. to read their stuff. Don't, Did you say there's only three you ways you you can survive if you're not a Muslim in their world? Is that what you just said? Yeah, I, you, yeah so you one it, one is to be. Oh, go ahead. You can pay. The, you can pay the jizya, which is a tax, a non oh, yeah, okay. being a non-Muslim tax, yeah. and you are subjected to being a second-class citizen. You can convert to Islam, and and live within the Islamic the, the Islamo-fascist code, right. or you have to die. Golly, I, I think I might. How much is that tax again? I don't know if I want to die or do the tax. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 really. But this is, this is, yeah. this is how totalitarian that, that ideology is. And uh, when, when people came out screaming religion of peace after 9-11, before they even read the Quran and the Hadith, they were speaking out of school. They don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So and until the people are willing to sit down and have a conversation about what's written in those books and the actions of Islamo-fascists in the past, don't say that it's one of the great religions. Yeah, and it's also, uh, and you can correct me uh, if I'm wrong on this, uh, they like to build mosques, I guess it is, whenever close to places where they've had great success in battles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, when you look at when you look at, at how the Ottoman Empire and how, how the Islamists mm-hmm. morph, when you look at that maps of, of the world, especially uh, the Middle East, Northern Africa, and Europe, uh, from from 1100 uh, to present, you'll see where these structures have been built. Yep. Uh, a lot of these have been built over Christian Christian buildings after they've been raised yeah. on, on Christian sites. You're seeing a battle now for Jerusalem, which was supposed to be the birthplace of Christ, and, and very holy in the Christian uh, the, the the Christian 
faith, which uh-huh. was in existence thousands, a thousand years beforehand. Remember, wow. Islam's only been around since 600. Well, okay, Frank, hold it right there. Our break time is coming here. Frank Savato, S-A-L-V-A-T-O. And uh, remember, it's uh, the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. And uh, what was the other one? Uh, well, I'll look at it here in a minute. I know it's, uh, well, it's a podcast. That's what it is. The Underground Podcast. Undergroundusa.com. I sure have a hard time finding that. Be right back. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder, always a pleasure to have Frank Sabato. So, Frank, if they want to hear you on these radio shows, undergroundusa.com is the best place, right? Yeah, it's just, you can find everything there. That's uh, the central yeah. location for just about everything I'm doing these days. And you are doing a lot even, of these even, days. Even, yeah. even, even talk back with Chuck Wilder ends up over there after a segment. Yeah, there you go. It's uh, it's according how how gooder it are, if it's better or gooder. Yes, uh, yes, of course. Uh, you know, I, I want to go back to you know how the the Muslims uh, and whenever they achieve a, a battle, uh, it is a true story that they wanted to have a mosque right there at the Twin Towers, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. There was a right after nine eleven. There was an organization there that that wanted to have it within within the shadow of, of where the Twin Towers were. Uh, a, a major large mosque, and that was pushed back um, by a, a large group of people who took a, had to go to court over it. Mm-hmm. Um, with this mosque that was going to happen there, now they st- were still able to build a mosque. It's just not in the building and location they wanted to, uh, but it is in proximity of, of where the where the, the twin towers fell. Yeah. So they do tend to mark their territory with with their religious buildings after a conquest. And make no mistake, they view 9-11 as a conquest. Yeah, absolutely. And so I guess now you and I are racist, right, because we're discussing this? <laughs> of course. Yes. We're, we're racist because we came out of the womb as Caucasians, Chuck. We're racist because we're on the radio. Okay, there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, if, it's, if, uh... if you're white and you're talking about... <laughs> Anything that isn't lockstep with the with the the far left, then you're and even then you're a racist, but you're atoning. You know, and the thing is that you're, here you got you know Aho Cortez and and the Jihad Squad, and she's good friends with them, you know. Uh, and here they are, you know, uh, just trying to tell us, you know, who's racist and and et cetera, et cetera. And yet, you know, it's it's uh, all the things. It's like the Democrats preaching, you know, about tearing down these statues and the Civil War and all this stuff. Uh, and the thing is, is that they're trying to destroy history. And this is also what the Muslims do whenever they conquer. You know, they destroy artifacts, like you say, and and Absolutely. graves and things like that. And that's what the Democrats are doing. And I've said before, you know, that apparently they're trying, you know, to erase history. Okay. And they better watch out because uh, they're never going to get rid of that KKK symbolism they started. Uh, the only way to do that is get rid of all the Democrats in Congress, right, so that people won't notice them? Well, this is something that I had talked about in, in more of a macro way in, in one, of the, one of the writings that I did. It was uh-huh. about the perfect storm. You've, you've got a constitutionally illiterate population here in the United States who don't understand the genius of, 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 our, of our charters of freedom. And you've got 
progressivism and Islamofascism, which in their mindset of totalitarianism mm-hmm. mesh very, very well. They, they want to defeat the, they want to defeat and mute the freedoms that we have in order to attain power and control. They'll fight it out later. But right now, freedom-loving people are in this perfect storm. So you've got to educate yourself, understand why we need to defend what we have here, understand why the nation was founded and what our framers gave us in the Charters of Freedom, and you have to have guts enough and a spine enough to push back against people who just like to talk loud, like Aok and Talib and, and Nancy Pelosi and, and all the rest of the miscreants over on the far left. Yeah, but we need to push them back. When they sit there and yeah. try to, to, to impose political correctness as rule of law, we have to have enough intestinal fortitude to say, it's not right. a rule of law and I'm not playing with you. All out of time, Frank. Basically, you're saying what we need to do is teach real history in our schools. That would work. Frank Savato, thank you very much, sir. Look forward to our next visit. And by the way, the one on Romney, that was fantastic. Frank (laughs) Savato, check it out. UndergroundUSA.com. Alex Newman, coming up next. This podcast segment has been brought to you by the Emerald Coast Tea Company, makers of all-natural, handcrafted, exotic blend teas. When it comes to tea, no matter what your preference, the Emerald Coast Tea Company has a tea or tea blend just for you. Order yours today at emeraldcoastteacompany.com. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe, like, and share our podcast with your friends and family. This podcast can be heard on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and TuneIn, as well as on podcast platforms like CastBox, Podcast Addict, Sonos, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Himalaya. This podcast has been a production of the Underground USA Podcast Network. All content is used with permission and exists in the public domain pursuant to the Fair Use Law. You're listening to the Underground Podcast Network. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.